Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. We've all been there. You're bored. Your family is bored. You don't have a ton of time to cook and you are simply out of ideas. So what do you do? What do you do if you feel like you are in a total recipe rut? You have no idea what to cook for dinner. Your meal plan is sitting in front of you totally blank. In today's episode, I'm going to give you some tips to refresh your recipe repertoire and get out of that recipe rut. Does cooking feel like a struggle more often than you want to admit? Do school lunches get boring after the third week and even cereal for breakfast sometimes feels like too much effort? let alone feeding yourself and your family meals with vegetables they'll actually eat? If you're a busy mama like me, you can probably relate. I'm Chris Dovniak, and welcome to My Healthy Mama Kitchen. I'm a trained chef, culinary nutritionist, and mama of two, and I'm here to guide you in making healthy eating easy and accessible by simplifying your meal plan, demystifying meal prep, taking the stress out of weeknight dinners, and helping you learn to cook your family delicious, nutrient-dense meals along the way, without spending hours in the kitchen or thousands of dollars a month at Whole Foods. In this podcast, I'm here to share my best tips, tools, and hacks for your real-life Healthy Mama kitchen with a side of humor and sometimes a little bit of spice. So grab your favorite apron and let's get cooking. Welcome back to the Healthy Mama Kitchen podcast. I'm Chris Dovniak, trained chef, busy mom, and your host. And in today's episode, I am so excited to help you get out of what might feel like a little bit of a recipe rut. Oftentimes, we come into the new year guns blazing. We are ready to try out some new recipes. We want to maybe eat a little bit healthier in the new year, maybe get into a meal prep routine, and we feel good for the first few weeks of the year, and we try a bunch of new stuff, and then sometimes, sometimes I see this often with moms, we get just a little bit burnt out of trying a ton of new things, and then all of a sudden, we find ourselves just making the same thing over and over and over again. And by the time we get to February, we are like, all right, I'm just, I'm sick of the same old, same old. What am I going to do for the rest of the year? So whether it is the new year or any time of the year where you feel like you are kind of stuck in making the same things over and over again, or you're just, you're not feeling anything. You have no idea what to make for dinner. Maybe the meals that you 
previously made your family is just not into anymore. Maybe you've overmade them and they're just like, I want something new. Maybe you're sick of them. Whatever the situation is, if you're at that point where you're like, I just I just don't know what to put on the meal plan. This episode is for you. The first thing I want to recommend if you feel like you are in a rut of eating the same thing over and over again, or you are just totally out of ideas for what to put on the meal plan is to look to your favorite recipes. Now, we've talked about sometimes a recipe rut is just not knowing what to cook. Sometimes it's just cooking the same thing over and over again and needing some new ideas, some fresh ideas. I don't want you to look to your favorites to make those again and again. I want you to look back and refer to past meal plans. This is one of the reasons that I recommend saving your meal plans. If you can, save them, write on them, mark down the meals that are your family's favorites, the ones that were hits, How can you do something new with something your family already loves? Or is there a recipe that you tried and you might have forgotten about? Start there. I think starting with meals that we know are going to be or are likely to be a hit with our family is the best place to start because the worst feeling is going, all right, I'm going to get out of this recipe rut. I don't want to make the same thing over and over again. I need some fresh ideas. And then having everything be a flop the first week. That's never a good feeling. So I want you to consider, okay, if your family already loves meatballs, then maybe maybe we find a new meatball recipe. For instance, my family loves my five ingredient meatballs. Maybe you switch it up a little bit and you make my slow cooker turkey pesto meatballs. That's a recipe in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club recipe vault right now. We serve it up with spaghetti squash. It's similar, but different. Or if you want to go even more different, then maybe you try my curry sweet potato meatballs. Those are on my website. Any recipes that I mentioned that are on my website, I will link down below. If you already love tacos, then maybe you try. You can try and find a different taco recipe, okay? If you always make the same ground beef tacos, maybe this week you are going to try a fish taco recipe or a shrimp taco recipe. Or maybe you'll do shredded chicken instead of ground beef. How can... You just mix things up a little bit so it doesn't feel like the same thing, but it's not so far off and out there that it's going to be immediately rejected. We also don't want these new recipes to feel outrageously difficult for you to put together either. I think the worst way to try and get out of a recipe rut is trying a bunch of overly complicated recipes. Keep it simple. Start with what you know and love, and we can kind of add on from there. Maybe you choose one day a week to do something a little bit more complicated, a little bit more special. Maybe it's a Sunday when you have more time to create a meal, whatever day of the week that is for you. Keep it simple. Start with types of recipes, okay, that your family already loves. Maybe try new techniques for ingredients. If you know your family already loves broccoli and you usually steam it, maybe try roasting the broccoli. If your family likes carrots, but typically you cook the carrots, what if you grated them and quick pickled them and served them on top of a bowl like my ginger pork bowls with gochujang? So good. It's a vegetable that's already familiar if your family already likes it, but it's it might be different than something that you already do. And again, don't forget about recipes that you might have forgotten about. So go back to previous meal plans and look back at you know, maybe recipes that you tried last year and you made once 
And you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot. My family really, really loved those smash burgers. We had smash burger tacos the other night. My family went crazy over them. I'm going to be sharing that recipe on Instagram soon. So first and foremost, start where you're at. Look at the recipes, the meals that you make that your family already loves. How can you change these up a little bit so it doesn't feel like the same, but it doesn't feel totally different either? And look back at past meal plans. What are some recipes or meals that you might want to bring back into your rotation? Tip number two, let's gather some inspiration. Now, this kind of piggybacks off of my first tip because I really want you to start at the place I mentioned in the first tip where you're looking for similar type recipes to the things your family already loves and finding new versions of those rather than things that are totally out there if your family might not be as open to trying completely new and different things. Now, if they are, I love that. More power to you. Search the whole internet. But most of us don't have a lot of time to search the whole internet for recipes. So when I am talking about finding inspiration, my favorite first place to start is with the people you know. Chances are the people you know know you well enough to know that you might like this recipe that they've tried before. So I love asking my friends, what have you eaten lately that you really enjoyed? Have you tried a new cookbook? Maybe you got a new cookbook for Christmas. If you are a foodie like I am, I got Erin French's new cookbook, Little Heart Big Stove. We actually mentioned this in the gift guide for our 2023 gift guide episode. When I say we, it was myself and my husband and my mom got it for me for Christmas and I can't wait to cook out of it. She's such a fabulous chef out of Maine. It's a kind of a New England seasonal inspired cookbook, but I digress. I think talking to your friends, your family, getting their ideas, even just a couple ideas can spark that little bit of a flame in you like, oh, that is something I might want to try. I might want to cook. So start with the people you know. Another way to get inspiration is with cookbooks. You probably have several cookbooks in your collection that you've never cooked from. I know I do. I love to cook, but I'm always creating recipes. And so I don't oftentimes cook out of other people's cookbooks. So one of my goals for the new year is to cook at least two new recipes from other people, whether they are bloggers I love or cookbook authors, so that you know, I'm just switching things up and my kids are eating something other than my recipes because I think I'm a pretty good cook, but I have a certain style and other people have different styles than we do. So look at some of the cookbooks that you might already have on your shelves or maybe take a trip to the library and just spend some time browsing the cookbooks. You know, I love bringing my kids to the library and they will just sit and look through their books or read their books depending on their ages while I grab a stack of cookbooks and just kind of rifle through them, get some inspiration. Maybe I follow the recipes verbatim or maybe I just use it as inspiration for next week's meal plan. Another, I think, underlooked place for getting inspiration for your meal plan is your favorite restaurants. Where do you love to eat? Pull up their restaurant menu online and maybe look at some of the the meals that you might have enjoyed in the past. Just because it was cooked at a restaurant doesn't mean you can't cook it at home. Maybe it'll be a little bit more simple at home. But if you love eating at Chipotle, why not make a homemade Chipotle inspired bowl or burrito or taco or salad this week and put that on your meal plan. Instagram, Pinterest are such great 
resources to find what you're looking for, but it can be really overwhelming if that is where you're starting. So I still recommend those for inspiration. I typically save things on Instagram or on Pinterest so I can go back to it. But just hopping on and going, okay, I'm going to gather all of the inspiration. It can be really easy to get lost in a sea of recipes and to get really overwhelmed. So I think having some intention when you do go to those places that have such a vast library of recipes, having some intention can make it a little bit easier. So again, going back to what are the type of meals your family already loves? What are the type of foods that you already enjoy eating? How can we change that up a little bit? and make it new. So here is my recommendation for how to search for the type of recipes you are looking for. Now you want to consider things like how much time do you have to prepare the recipes, okay? Because it's easy to find recipes, meal ideas that look really good, but don't actually fit in with the timeline you have. Now things like meal prep can help shorten the time that it's going to take you to cook a recipe in the evening, but You might want to be looking for slow cooker recipes or instant pot recipes, or you might want to be looking for bowl recipes or salads or insert your favorite type of recipe here. You might have dietary concerns that you need to adhere to like gluten-free or dairy-free. So my formula for how to search on these places that are you know, that have such a wide range of recipes and so many that we could never sort through all of them is to start with the recipe time. So for instance, 20 minute, 30 minute. If you do not have a time constraint for your recipe, you can leave this out. But the first part of the formula is time. The second part of the formula is dietary concerns or needs. For instance, 20-minute gluten-free, 30-minute family-friendly. The next part of the formula is the meal. Okay, so 20-minute gluten-free dinner recipes, 30-minute family-friendly dinner recipes, This can also go for recipes that you make ahead. So instead of 20 minute, you can say make ahead family friendly lunch recipes, make ahead gluten free lunch recipes or lunch meal prep recipes. It doesn't necessarily have to just be the meal. It can be the meal and then the meal type as well. Being as specific as possible with your searching will help you to narrow down meals that actually make sense for your family. You can get even more specific here by using that same formula, okay, and adding in specific details. So use that formula, but after you put in any dietary concerns or needs, you can put in things like cuisines. You can put in things like we talked about meal types, right? So you might be looking for dinner recipes, but you might be looking for casseroles or you might be looking for soups or you might be looking for slow cooker recipes. So you could put in 20 minute gluten-free casserole recipes, 30 minute 
family-friendly Italian recipes. I know this seems so rudimentary, but I truly think the more specific that we can get when we are searching, the easier it will be to find what we're looking for without having so many results it gets overwhelming and we quit. So I think this is a really important skill to search in a way that makes sense for you. You can put that slow cooker at the beginning. You can say slow cooker, family-friendly dinner recipes, or you can say family-friendly slow cooker dinner recipes. As long as you have those keywords, so to speak, in there, you should find what you're looking for. But the more specific you can get, the better. We're going to take a quick break to hear from this week's sponsors. I'm always looking for new ways to make habit building easy. Make it a point to build healthier habits for yourself and stay hydrated with pure, healthy water. That's why you've got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and are specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. Its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IAPMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. One of the things that was most important to me as a busy mom, aside from clean, purified water, is not having to change expensive filters every single month. The AquaTrue filters are affordable and long-lasting. No changing filters every two to three months. AquaTrue filters last from six months to two years, and I can personally attest to that. Best of all, the water tastes fantastic, and you don't have to worry about PFAs or other harmful contaminants. I truly don't know what we would do without our AquaTrue water filter. Having great tasting, purified water for drinking, coffee, and cooking has been a game changer for our family. I know finding a water filter that fits your family and budget can be a struggle. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and it even makes a great gift. Today, my listeners receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code HEALTHYMAMA at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use code HEALTHYMAMA. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So that's tip number two, look for inspiration. Tip number three, if you are fully in a rut of cooking as well as choosing recipes, try out a meal kit for a little bit. Many of you know, if you've been a podcast listener, they are a podcast sponsor. They are not sponsoring me saying this, but HelloFresh is our go-to and has been our go-to for years and years whenever we're in a busy season, especially when we've moved, anytime around our move, before we move, after we move, because there isn't a ton of leftovers or groceries when we do a meal kit. We will get a meal kit for a week or so, at least a few days out of the week. So 
it's not just providing that meal for us. It's also kind of forcing you or forcing us in the case of us using the meal kit to choose from a variety of meals, but it's a limited variety of meals. Again, the same concept as searching in the right way. It gives you a limited selection. So you have to be discerning and you have to be like, okay, these things sound good. I think just doing that, just going through, choosing your meals, trying them, seeing which ones you really enjoy can give you a little bit of a hint as to what some of the maybe cuisines or type of meals that your family enjoys and that you might want to add to your meal plan. Maybe your family really enjoyed the big ziti or your family really enjoyed this bowl. Maybe in looking at the meals, you realize your family is so sick of soup, they don't want a soup recipe for the foreseeable future. So trying out a meal kit can not only be easy in the way that it provides you with the ingredients and the instructions and everything's ready to go, it can also be a source of inspiration. So I highly recommend if you're in a recipe rut, just try out a meal kit for a week or two just to give yourself that little boost, a little insight into what your family enjoys. Tip number four, look to the season. Right now, we are smack dab in the middle of winter for most of the country. I am in Florida. For any of you who are new listeners, for most of the country, it is pretty darn cold. It has been pretty darn cold up until recently. The weather is starting to get warmer here. Our growing season is different, uh, obviously, than other parts of the country because we are further south. But for most parts of the country right now, it's still pretty darn cold. And that means we're not growing a whole ton of fresh produce. But there are still probably many types of fresh produce that you have not tried. So have you tried rutabaga or turnip or Swiss chard? There are so many winter root vegetables and greens that you might not have tried before that you might be able to find recipes for. And you might be surprised that there is a new vegetable or recipe with that vegetable that your family loves just based on looking into what is available this season. If you have access to a farmer's market, I know many farmer's markets close in the wintertime. There was one that stayed open year round when we were back in Rhode Island. It was just indoors. And they still had things like potatoes and winter greens. Hydroponic vegetables are available year round. Things like cucumbers and tomatoes that can be grown hydroponically are still fresh even in the wintertime, which feels crazy to me. They're obviously not, you know, farm fresh from you know, growing out in the sun, but they're still available and they're still pretty good quality. So look to the season, look to your local local farmer's market, what's on sale at the grocery store, maybe get some inspiration from what is in front of you. Tip number five is to get your family involved. Now, I already told you to ask your friends and family. I meant, you know, outside of your family at home. The other place I want you to look to is your family at home. Ask your spouse, what do you want to eat? What have you enjoyed that I've made recently and what are you sick of? I can be a tough love sometimes, okay? I won't lie. Kids can be brutal, especially. My husband's usually pretty gentle on me. He's like, we've had too many soups. And I'm like, okay, less soups. My kids will be like, well, you know, the food's been good, but it could be better. Like, well, thank you, food critic one and food critic two. But 
asking them, what are you craving? What do you want to eat? What do you love? The other day I was like, hey, Sage, what do you want to have for dinner on Friday? Daddy and I are teaching a date night class, so I'll make you and your sister something before. She's like, well, I'd like your five ingredient meatballs with spaghetti, Rayo's marinara sauce and some garlic bread. I was like, hold up there. (laughs) I mean, I 100% asked for it. I thought she was going to be like chicken nuggets. And she's like, nah, I want meatballs and spaghetti. (laughs) So we compromised. They're getting chicken nuggets. However, because they love chicken nuggets, they're also getting roasted broccoli. But we will make that next week because that's what she wants. And I'm like, okay, I hear you loud and clear. My youngest daughter, her choice is usually chicken soup, but we haven't had chicken soup in a while. And I've got a whole chicken in the freezer. So we'll get to that in a minute. We have a whole chicken in the freezer. So... I'm like, all right, let's make a whole chicken on Sunday. And on Monday, we will make chicken soup. So ask your family. Let them be honest. Don't take offense if they tell you they're sick of you cooking something. You have done your job as the parent to put meals on the table for your family, whatever they look like. You're doing great. But it is sometimes helpful to get their input. And we can use that as a starting point for what they're craving, what they want to eat, what they're sick of as well. So I think getting your family involved is huge. Tip number six is what do you have on hand? I love doing a pantry purge a couple times a year. We've done group pantry purges in the community, but just taking some time to go through what you have in your pantry, what you have in your freezer, and using that as inspiration, like, oh man, I've had this chicken sitting in my freezer for a couple months now. I should probably cook it. Maybe I'll look up new roasted chicken recipes and then maybe some new chicken soup recipes to have after we make that and have that one night. Maybe you'll make chicken enchiladas with the leftovers or a white chicken chili. There are so many things that you can make with what you already have on hand. Now, maybe you don't have anything on hand and you're kind of starting from zero totally fine. But if you do have things on hand, how can you use that as a starting point for your inspiration to get out of that recipe rut? That's the time to go head over to Pinterest to grab your favorite cookbooks and to go to the glossary, search pork tenderloin. If you have some pork tenderloin you intended to use and never did, find a recipe that sounds appealing to your family and try it out. And last but not least, tip number seven. It's okay to keep it simple. Your basic meal formula is a protein, a vegetable, a starch, maybe. You don't even need a starch if you're doing like a salad-based meal. Okay, maybe you do double veggies, maybe a sauce. Use this basic formula. I've given you two formulas to get out of this recipe right here today. Use this basic formula to build a quick meal your family loves. If you haven't listened to my episode on anchor meals, where I talk about meals that sort of anchor your meal plan, meals you can sort of mix and match in a little bit of a different way, but meals you know that your family pretty much always loves, then maybe you can just switch up a little bit. Definitely go listen to that episode. It will definitely be a helpful companion episode to this episode as well. I will link that in the show notes. A couple examples that my family loves. Salmon, pretty much cooked anyway, but I will either pan sear it or I will cook it in the air fryer, coconut rice, and roasted broccoli. Chicken sausage, sauteed peppers and onions. You can even use the frozen peppers and onions 
uh, Trader Joe's has a fire roasted peppers and onions that are really good and cook up really quickly. Serve this over rice or on a roll. You can even add some cheese on top and broil it for a sausage, pepper and onion roll. Meatballs, spaghetti squash and sauce. You can mix up the sauce. You could do any sort of pasta instead of spaghetti squash as well. But you have those three components there. Usually we'll serve this up with some sort of roasted broccoli, but spaghetti squash is a vegetable in and of itself. So you've got your base and you've also got a vegetable in there as well. Shawarma marinated chicken, roasted vegetables or fresh vegetables, couscous or quinoa, feta, and a quick herb yogurt sauce. Greek marinated pork or Greek marinated chicken in a pita with chopped tomatoes, cucumber, and red onion salad. Kalamata olives garlic lemon yogurt sauce, maybe some feta, steak, arugula salad with lemon and olive oil, roasted potatoes, shrimp scampi with pasta or over pasta or served with crusty garlic bread, blanched broccoli, barbecue chicken with a quick slaw, grilled or roasted sweet potatoes. The list goes on and on, but those eight meals I mentioned are meals I know my family will always be happy with in some way or another. And you can always mix them up a little bit. New sauce, different vegetable, different starch, different protein. But you can kind of use your favorite meals as a template. Again, going back to what are your favorites, use a basic formula of protein, veg, starch, sauce to put together a meal, there doesn't need to be a recipe. If you are in a rut of cooking and creating recipes, I think my best piece of advice is to keep it simple. Look to what you already love and keep it simple. Again, be sure to listen to that episode on anchor meals for go-to meals that don't necessarily have a recipe attached, but can anchor your meal plan. It can be really helpful to keep some of these items on hand in your fridge, in your freezer, or your pantry, depending on the type of item, so you can throw those meals together quickly. And these type of meals that are you know, you might not make them every single week, but you know your family loves can be a really great way to pull you out of that recipe rut. I think they're also great to pull you out of a recipe rut where maybe you've had misses over and over again. Maybe you've been trying new things and your family just hasn't been a fan. Again, it's not a great feeling. So bringing in some of your go-to combinations that are just a little bit different than what you might have been making over and over again can help to pull you out of that sort of recipe funk. And as a bonus tip, keep track of how often you make recipes and retire and rehire them. So I love to keep my recipes in folders on Google Drive. I used to keep a recipe binder and I still have a recipe binder with some recipes that I will go to occasionally, but I've switched to mostly digital. Our recipes for the cooking club are currently on Google Drive now as well. So it's easy just to copy them and put them in my own Google Drive folder. Or I mean, they're my recipes, so upload them directly to the Google Drive folder. But if you are in the cooking club, you can make a copy. Just make sure to save it to your own account. So when I've made a recipe enough times, I will put it in the retired folder. So if it's a recipe my family just truly doesn't enjoy, then it gets removed from my recipe files. 
I do not save that in my family favorite recipes. Now, I might save that recipe to use for clients because if I like it, my clients like it. But if my family doesn't like it, I'm not going to keep making something they don't like. But retiring a recipe is just kind of putting it on a break, right? So you take it out of the rotation for a while. So I have my family favorites folder. I retire recipes out of that. And then a couple times a year, I will revisit that folder. And maybe try that recipe or meal idea again. See if my family's more into it. If they've gotten over it because I've made it so many times, sometimes you just need a few months of break before you rehire the recipe. So if you're not doing that already, it can be helpful to retire a recipe, bring in a whole new batch of recipes, or at least a couple new recipes. You don't have to bring in a whole new batch. And rehire them later on when you think your family might want want to eat them again or might enjoy them again. This is one of the reasons I recommend having seasonal family favorites lists, like a spring and summer seasonal family favorites list and a recipes to try list and a seasonal, maybe fall and winter. You can do this each season. I tend to group them spring and summer, fall and winter because the weather is fairly similar. And, you know, for the most part, the produce is fairly similar. So that's kind of how I divide mine up. So I will kind of revisit this a couple times a year, but I do find it really helpful to retire and then potentially rehire recipes if your family's kind of getting sick of them. So let's recap what I shared with you. If you are feeling like you are in a recipe rut, you're bored, your family's bored, you don't have a ton of time to cook or meal plan, and you are out of ideas, look to your favorites, refer to your past meal plans. How can you do something new with something your family already loves? Or is there a recipe you forgot about? Gather some inspiration. Start with people you know. Look to restaurants you love. Pick up some cookbooks and then go to Pinterest Instagram, and search using the search formula I mentioned. Time, dietary concerns or needs, meal or meal type recipes. Try out a meal kit for a bit. I love HelloFresh, but there's a ton of meal meal kits out there that you could try out. This could be just the thing you need for a little bit of something different, a little bit of inspiration. Look to the season. Check out your local farmer's market or head to the grocery store. What is on sale? What is a vegetable that you haven't tried before? Maybe bring your kids with you and have them pick out a new vegetable or fruit or even a protein and have them help you find a recipe with that item. Get your family involved, okay? Piggybacking off of that. Ask them what they've loved, what they haven't loved, and what they want to eat. Look into what you have on hand already in your pantry, in your fridge, in your freezer. Maybe do a mini pantry purge and take a month and go through what you have on hand and find inspiration for new recipes based on what you already have. This is also a really great strategy for grocery budgeting and reducing your grocery budget for the month using what you have first. And finally, keep it simple. Protein, veg, starch, sauce. Use that basic formula to build a quick meal your family loves. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. You can keep it simple. Sometimes even something as simple as a protein with some rice and a vegetable and a really delicious sauce can be a game changer. And my bonus tip, keep track of how often you make recipes, retire recipes that you've made a lot and your family's sick of, and potentially rehire them later once it's been a little while. And I can't finish the episode 
without mentioning that the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is such a great place to get out of your recipe rut as well. We just recently updated the tiers within the cooking club. Starting at just $3 a month, you can get access to over 200 family-friendly recipes in our recipe vault. Everything from full meals to sides and sauces, all of those components you need to build a really delicious meal weekly how-to cooking demos, and quick cooking tips from me. For $5 a month, you will also get weekly done-for-you meal plans with prep suggestions and a grocery list delivered to your inbox every single week. So one of my favorite ways to help mamas get out of a recipe rut is to hand them a meal plan. Try it out this week. See what your family enjoys from that meal plan. Maybe they'll love it all. Maybe they'll love some of it, but it'll at least give you an idea similar to a meal kit, but little bit less expensive, it'll give you an idea of where to go from there. And I always give suggestions in the weekly email as well as to different options. If that doesn't sound like something your family would like, here's a different option in place of that recipe, or here's another recipe to use up an ingredient. If, you know, you might switch out a recipe and you're like, okay, I'm probably going to have leftover kale. Here's another recipe with kale in it so you can use that up. So I try and give you several recommendations within our recipe vault so that you have tons of options within your meal plan as well. Of course, there's so much more in the cooking club as well. We have our group chats. We have bonus podcasts, two bonus podcasts a month. And there's even more with our Family Chef subscription. You'll get a monthly digest with a breakfast and lunch recipe, cooking videos, and access to all of my live classes when I do meal prep classes, when I do cooking classes. We have a date night class tonight. You'll also get a seasonal mix and match family cookbook with recipes that you can't find anywhere else. The winter one is out now and the spring one will come out in April. So I would be remiss if I didn't share with you the resource that I've been working on for the past two years to help moms make meal planning easy. But if the cooking club isn't for you right now, that's totally fine. I have a ton of recipes over on my website. My website was just updated at the beginning of the year. It's healthymamachris.com. You can head to healthymamachris.com slash recipes for hundreds of recipes over there as well. I will link any of the recipes I mentioned in this episode that are on my website in the show notes. If you want a quick start guide to flexible meal planning, as well as weekly updates from me on my email list, click the link in the show notes and you'll be added to my email list and get my free flexible meal planning guide. I share updates and recipes every single week, new podcast episodes. So I would love to have you over there so we can stay in touch. I hope you found this episode helpful. If you have your own tips for getting out of a recipe rut, if you are in the cooking club, come and share with us in the cooking club group chat and the podcast chat, or come share with me over on Instagram. I'm at Healthy Mama Chris on Instagram. I love chatting with you over there. So let me know if you have your own tips for getting out of a recipe rut. I would love to hear them. And last but not least, if you haven't subscribed, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Episode. I always appreciate a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you are enjoying this podcast, if you find it helpful, it goes a long way as a free way to support the podcast and help other moms who might be struggling with making meals easy find the podcast. 
So that is what I have for all of you today. I hope to see you back next week. Until next time, happy cooking. Thank you for listening to Mommy's Podcast. Friend, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Healthy Mama Kitchen Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you love to listen to podcasts so you never miss a cooking tip. If you've been loving this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It truly makes a difference in how many other busy cooks find this show and lets me know what you're loving and want to hear more of. For show notes and links to all the recipes and tools I mention, head to HealthyMamaChris.com slash podcast. For daily eats, cooking tips, and family-friendly shortcut dinner ideas, be sure to follow along over on Instagram at HealthyMamaChris. Remember, cooking for your family may not always feel easy, but it can be simple.